Hi. I have two things to ask of you. First, Gary needs your letters and phone calls for Heartbeat City. If you want uh, relationship advice or commentary, not jokey, send in your questions um, either to Gary at DuckFeed.tv or call the voicemail at 502-69-H-BEAT. That is 502-69-H-BEAT. That's not a toll-free number, but the podcast is. Also, go to DuckFeed.tv slash store to buy the new Diggity Duck Bundle too. Listen to the end of this episode, uh, I guess the middle, uh, to hear some details about that. We're really excited. It's finally here. Uh, and I've talked long enough. Let's do this. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are reading your responses to most of the games that we covered in June of 2018 here. A way yeah, out fully in Magicka. Full, full, full two-third. Two out of three ain't bad, baby. Yeah, you know what happens? If somebody hit two-thirds of the, uh, the, of the you know, pitches that were thrown at them, they'd be in the Hall of Fame. That's true. They, but actually, they would they, actually be the best baseball player of all time. Of all time. They would be a god. <laughs> yeah. But if they got two, three of the questions on the SAT, uh -huh. mm, not the mm. SAT, like intelligence tests are meaningless. They'd probably still have a rich and fulfilling life. <laughs> yep. So the um, yeah, standardized <laughs> testing are bullshit. Um, so two thirds is great. Even though I'm not, I'm not disappointed, but I am very surprised that nobody wrote in about EDF. I know, right? I spent the, I spent the entire time, even before like I started playing and saying anything. It was just like kind of inundated with people who were like way into EDF and uh -huh. we called for responses before we did our episode about it. So I don't, I don't feel like it's a thing where I can see it going either way. Like people are just like, ah, you know, I don't want to write in because I don't want to have an argument or mm -hmm. people writing in because like, hell yeah, I want to have an argument oh, yeah. or like, you know, the, the less charitable ways, like I want to correct those guys. Right. But, right. Like, but yeah, it just didn't happen. Yeah. So, hmm. um, it does, it's never too late. Like we, we do have at the end of this episode, we have a couple of like miscellaneous letters or things from previous months um if you are hearing this and you're like oh shit i meant to write in about edf uh still do it because we will have a light month at some point yeah uh which we can slot it in yeah i i, I keep all of those um yeah. you know the ones that come in late so yep in general you can write in about old stuff yeah doesn't mean that we'll get it in right away but mm -hmm. you know at some point probably yeah uh yeah. so let's get started Frederick wrote in about A Way Out, saying, I thoroughly enjoyed Brothers, but I have to say that A Way Out is a massive letdown. It starts out decent enough, and the milieu was both appealing and uncommon as a game setting. I quite enjoyed, uh, or sorry, I have enjoyed quite a few movies with Faris Faris. That's not a typo. That is the name of Joseph Faris's brother. Uh, so we were primed to have a night of fun. But let's face it, A Way Out is a mediocre game that sets the bar way too high. It mostly consists of mini-missions, often 5 to 10 minutes in length, often plagued by unintuitiveness. The game engine performance is subpar, which surprised me, given that it is not that great looking of a game. How can one fail to get Unreal Engine to run so properly? Um, dialogues are not only poorly written, but they are badly delivered as well. 
For example, an enraged prison guard showering an inmate with beatings would simply not be saying, take this, take this. <laughs> He'd either be shouting <laughs> curse words or just screaming unintelligibly. Contrasting take this versus the real thing, which is, you know, monstrous. Uh, the tone and level of the dialogue between characters also feels off, as if they were not recorded together. With one Farah's brother being a director and the other an actor, this is baffling. The initial co-op premise is not enough to carry this game more than an hour or two. Uh, at least it's sold well, so hopefully the next game will be more solid. Yeah, that's a that's that's a those are all good points. The people not recording in the same room feels very apt to me. We made that point in the yeah. episode too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's a real problem. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, on one hand, you have to be wary that that's like a, a like a cliche, like a technical cliche, saying, "Well, Uncharted, they they make that so good because they all record in the same room." You, you know, like that can be a factoid that can be applied to everything else. But like, it's it, it is universally a good thing to have people playing off of each other. Everything is so complicated that it is much more accurate to say that's a a factor. Yeah. In you know Uncharted having good dialogue, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's more like this. It even feels like a minimum. It doesn't even feel like a factor. Yeah. It's like saying this building has a floor. <laughs> you know, it's like yes, it's a good building because you can stand in it. Yeah. You know, because otherwise you just fall into the basement. Yeah. You know, or the or the sewers below, but like that does help the building uh -huh. but that that is so far above the minimum of what we should require right and we don't know if that's what happened like we'll never know what happened and largely because of a, a point that i didn't actually know and i'm really glad Frederick brought it up like i didn't know this sold well and like mm -hmm. i kind of hate that like not because i i want bad things for these people and i don't want them to get another chance but like i think that uh and you know a close comparison another game of comparison we made a lot uh during the episode like with david cage like those games always sell really well yeah so that guy just gets to keep like, you know, sucking yeah. and he will as long as those games sell well, because that is how like non-independent art is just kind of made. Right. You just, just, just because that is the one metric that determines success. And I, and I don't <laughs> trust those, those people to be introspective about like, yes, this sold well, but maybe there's things we could do better. Yeah. The, the, you this... know, like it sold well, so it was good and with no other breakdown of it. This saying is not a Cole original. It's actually something that comes from John Syracuse, another podcaster who I really enjoy. But success hides problems, you know? Yeah. He says that about Pixar a lot. Just like, oh, every movie they make does incredibly well, is reviewed well, and lots of people go to it. But, like, you know, that just reinforces the behaviors that, that they keep on doing as opposed to, again, uh, uh, prompting them to do, to do that introspection about how to get better. So, yeah, absolutely. Like if, if there is a thing like I would I would love to just sear into the brain of every human on the planet, uh -huh. it would be the Mr. Show Worthington's law. Like <laughs> more money like equals that, better than. You know, yeah, more more money equals like we well, made more money than you, Brainiac. Like you know, Daryl Strawberry's better than Einstein, you know, Galileo, <laughs> and, and you combined. Vincent Van Gogh died very poor. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you know, he won the lottery for a little while. He was a great man. Um, and that, like that doesn't. He's not. They're not specifically talking about art. Right. But it's the same basic principle of like not understanding that money is arbitrary and dumb yeah. and has no bearing yeah. on anything. <laughs> like yeah, it is I just, mean, it, it, it weird is weird made up. 
bullshit. <laughs> it, it is it is such a weird response to criticism. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you, if you complain about uh, marketing at all, and then the one person just kind of like just peeks in from the corner of the frame and says, "Well, they got you talking about it." Well, oh my god, <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 that is literally the worst. Like never, <laughs> never, ever, ever respond like never respond to me with money talk like it, it, it's, it's like um it's like a dancing architecture thing yeah you know it, it's just uh it doesn't bear on like a, a conversation about something's artistic merits I, I i don't understand that that phrase dancing to but architecture like, somebody wrote once and i don't actually agree with this original point but i think it was like um i think it, it might be an elvis costello quote where he's like music criticism right like writing criticism on music is like dancing to architecture or okay. something like that it's like an a b disagreement Right, you know, apples right. to oranges would be a more, but I, I've always hated that comparison too because one is spherical and orange, and it tastes <laughs> like an orange. One of them is shaped like an apple, tastes like an apple. It's very easy to compare those two things, right? Right. You know, but like the, uh, uh, it's like that kind of thing. Like the, it's, it's answering like an equation with a number or something like, or with a letter. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. Like it just, it doesn't match up. Yeah. Yeah. I also it, find marketing and money talking exceedingly boring. It's tiresome. Like, yeah, like the mar- marketing, like how, how well something did, like, yes, it has a bearing on what they'll be able to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like not very interesting to me. But it did you Buffo BO, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> B- Buffo BO. Buffo. The new, the new scent from, <laughs> from Buffo Industries. The, uh, bottle that bad boy up. Yeah, bottle that, just sw- swap. Mrs. Buffo, swab your husband. <laughs> you say, you say like there's so much urgency to that. Like it's a... <laughs> Do it. It's the we, only we Lorenzo's to, oil, but for Buffo. Yeah, we need to manufacture the cure. Yeah. It's the <laughs> the cure is I don't smell like a strong clown. <laughs> lives, lives hang in the balance, Mrs. Buffo. But it's it just, it. even if you think find that stuff interesting, I think it is just like a separate sphere mm-hmm. than, than what we got, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, them taking the fact that we, you know, they get bringing this back like oh we made a lot of money like we must have been doing something right and it's mm-hmm. like no you know you made a lot of money off the back of the first game mm-hmm. you know and also a really interesting premise and also uh this game which i don't think i talked about this during the episode but i, I didn't really find out until relatively recently is, has, is like a youtube uh youtube streamer yeah. delight type yeah. of game like you know to you know like it, it's fart genie and the madman and they're gonna <laughs> sit down and like you know just just you know, probably say slurs and run around each other and a way out and get hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. Right. Right. You know, so it's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. It was very, uh, it was but, very funny watching this year's E3 press conferences. I got to, I got to see most of them and then there, there was some cool stuff at them, but like one of them, I think it might've been uh, like, yeah, no, it was EA because this, the, the, these guys are signed with EA now as publishers. EA show was just a just a mess for you know all the reasons those usually are but like one of the segments was just saying hey remember brothers a way out was a big announcement last year well that studio has a new studio now wait what like yeah yeah hazelight they have a new studio Uh, awesome i'm happy to know this what are they making nobody knows yeah (laughs) like i mean we we don't you know, that kind of stuff should be for like a trade magazine or something yeah. like that, you know? And I guess too, just to clarify before somebody like writes us a angry letter, letter uh, angry letter is like, uh, I don't, it's not like I'm saying I want people to go out of business, right? Like no, when I say no. I wish it hadn't gone well, what I actually wish is that they wouldn't take this as in creative encouragement. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want anyone to lose their job. I don't want anybody to be financially ruined. Mm-hmm. Any of that stuff. You know, there are yeah. tons of talented people who worked on that, you know, like, 
like that, that were just, that were fine, even if the whole thing didn't hang together. And I don't yeah. want those people to be punished. I just want the creative directors behind it not to take this as, you know, an attaboy. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, they need to have some kind of incentive to improve. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's, that's definitely what it feels like to me. And I think David Cage is, again, one of those worst case example things where he just keeps getting increasing budgets. Yeah. No matter what he does. You know, it just it doesn't matter because everyone buys it and they buy it to be part of the conversation or like that game is also or those games are also like big YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of stream things. And like, you know, everyone is always curious about what he does and it just doesn't doesn't matter. Like the quality of what he does no longer matters. Yeah. I, because we sell. I would be I would be very curious because everything that I have seen about Detroit has been excoriating. Yeah. Like I, I have not seen a single positive word about it. I, I kind I kind of want this to be the one that breaks them. <laughs> the the most damning thing I saw, which in and this this whole thing feels unreal to me. Like it feels like it's from a oh, like the, a microsurf the, novel. The DLC. <laughs> no, no, not the D, that. I mean that too. Like yeah. all of it is very funny to me. But like the so the DLC for people who don't know <laughs> is that you have a little like robotic assistant, uh, in in, in the game, and as part of a major plot thing, uh, she's freed. Right. Um, and, and the, uh, everyone said, Hey, it's sad that you don't get this person anymore. So they just brought her back, mm -hmm. like just undid it by popular demand. The thing I was thinking about is the game ends with a survey, like essentially, um, about how much like the game affected you. Oh no. Uh, which is the most David Cage thing in the fucking world. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Judge me by my works. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, the options are like, you know, mood me, it's like something like mood me to tears affected me very much affected me a lot or not at all. And the <laughs> not at all percentage is something like 96% or something like that. <laughs> it's really, really high. Uh, and that could just be people being contrarian or just yeah. being like, yeah, fuck you. I don't, don't want to yeah. participate in your marketing thing, uh -huh. but it just, you know, it just says something like, I'm just, a, but he's going to get that and he's going to be like, oh, I, you know. I need to try something different in my head, get a bigger budget. Like I need mm -hmm. to make these more, look more like people. Yeah. If I, if I get these and then he will just do the same thing again, you know, yeah. if it doesn't break him, like if this is not the thing that puts him on a wheel. That, that, that I mean, I know that you were, you, you were extent, you know, talking about those options extemporaneously. They're not actual yeah. quotes, but just the way that that's designed, it sounds like Colbert's the greatest president were a great president kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a they were extemporaneous but it is something like that i don't yeah, remember the specific yeah. details but it's three options that all mean like yeah it, it was pretty good <laughs> and then one option that was nothing right you know or like a like a survey the republican party puts out right, about the president right. where it's like you know he's doing a great job a terrific job a very very good job or a somewhat good job yeah. and those, are, those are the four there's only one there's only one option your campaign seems to have the popularity of a runaway yeah, freight train yeah how do you pull it off <laughs> yeah you know um Spicy. Spicy. Um, moving on uh, to Responsible Magica, which I'm also surprised we didn't get more responses of because this mm -hmm. is a, a well-loved and, you know, wide population. Uh, you're kind of based on this. Uh, Fletch says, friend of the show, by contact, Magica is the very definition to me of a co-op game because if you remove the angle of fucking around with your friends from the experience, it's easily one of the worst games I've played in 2011. Even with them, we didn't finish the game. Your episode let me know that we were in the final area, actually. And in fact, the experience was so crash prone, miserable uh, and miserable to deal with and outright bad that it's on the short list of games that have straight up lost me friends. Oh, no. To, to put this in perspective, the next one of these uh, we, we would ever come across was the Family Guy third person shooter with an entire level called Handy Capable. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Um, we, 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 a family guy game is a really good thing for abject suffering. It is. Yeah. We, we, we bitched about South Park a lot, but like, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to complain about family guy. Um, anyway, uh, Magicka is bad. It's the heroine of co-op games. Not even once, or you might lose an arm like Jared Leto did. <laughs> In reference to Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, Jared Leto actually gets off relatively light. Yeah. Yeah. He feels like, like, yeah, like I like farms. But. <laughs> yeah, he, he he definitely doesn't. Uh, it, it's weird that the housewife who likes caffeine gets a worse fate than him. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's mostly what I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, in that, like. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, I agree. <laughs> like, I played this. I played this a lot. It sucks that this lost you a friend. Yeah, well, yeah, I wonder what, what's, up, what's up with that. Yeah. Like, I, I like to think that I don't have any friends who it, I would lose over a video game. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just trying to imagine, like, what that situation is, and I oh, literally yeah. can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it, so. could, it, it could also just be a funny joke that he made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It could, like, yeah, it could have made somebody, like, actually pissed at him in yeah, a genuine yeah. way. And then, or it's like, oh, I don't want to play games with you, with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, yeah. Which is not the yeah. same as not having a friend anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um yeah the, the, you know no i did not have the crash experience with yeah. it but even without it i guess that that says a lot to you where it's like even if you take away that complaint mm -hmm. it's still pretty miserable yeah you know in terms of follow-up i have not fired up magicka 2 because weirdly enough i just don't have it that's yeah. that seems like something that would have been in a bundle like a month after its release uh yeah. however in reading about it and hearing people talk about it magicka 2 um it solves some of its problems or something that it does is it reduces the complexity of the casting system, which no, yeah. no, don't yeah, that's do not that. the problem you should, you yeah. should be solving in this, you know, because the, the problems of that game don't feel like knock on effects of, of the strength right. of the game. Like you're not buying the strength and paying the knock on effects mm -hmm. of that. They feel unrelated to me. Yeah. But so, yeah. Um, and those guys did actually go on to speaking of like, you know, again, they're using that like a way out example. Like those guys went on to make games that people like a lot more that are pretty different. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people hate praise on Helldivers. I remember even yep. seeing like Helldivers being praised as like a must play game around the time it came out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so th th that's like the success story of somebody like selling really well and not taking the wrong lessons from it. Yeah, so you know that can happen too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, why don't you uh, move us on to some letters uh, that are belated? Yes, so we have a belated letter from Nick about Bioshock. Um, saying, hi, longtime listener, and I love everything you guys do. I am getting, I'm, I'm to getting this out, but hopefully it's something worth discussing at some point. I think they mean they got I'm, this I'm in late. late. This out. Yeah, I'm late getting this out. Yeah. Uh, myself, I love Bioshock 1 and 2 and feel your commentary on the game is spot on. I was really turned off with what Infinite was, but the Rapture expansion made it a worthwhile purchase for me. I want to comment on two things, one being the multiplayer. I played it back on the 360 and it was a laggy mess at times, but it was the right way to do a Bioshock multiplayer. Many of the arenas were places that were mentioned in Bioshock games, but never truly explored. All of the characters had their own audio logs to unlock with some different masks and weapons. It's a shame uh, it was matchmaking only, which killed it, and the DLC never had any dedicated playlists, which made it near impossible to play. A few years ago, the PC version made all of this free, so it's worth taking a look if anyone's still playing. The other note is regarding the Bioshock prequel novel, simply titled Rapture. I listened to the audiobook just last year, not expecting much. But for someone who loves the world that was built in the games alone, it is a must-read slash listen. It really gives you a more human look at Rapture and the reactions or ignorance to many of the disturbing things that Rapture, Rapture contained uh, and became before its fall. 
The sections about Sander Cohen alone are worth it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on this if you guys have read it. Uh, I have not. I have read the synopses, like, wiki entry on it, uh-huh. which is, you know, I know not nearly the same. And it definitely, like, it sounded cool. I just, you know, yeah. don't don't read a whole lot, like, in general, which is not something I'm super proud of, but it's just true. Yeah. Where, like, you know, uh, I do other things often instead. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I would believe it. I would believe that it would be entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> looking at Rapture not through the not through the, looking at Rapture not down the sights of a gun would be would be neat, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and the point about like trying to get another look into that world um, ties back to the infinite DLCs, which like I have a lot of problems with, but mm-hmm. that is the best part of them. Yeah, you know, is like just seeing more Rapture. Yep, it's such a better setting than Columbia. Yeah, ever was, you know, and is is richer and more interesting, and just getting other, you know, just going to places. You know, and I guess the point about the multiplayer too, like all three aspects of this response tie into like, let's see some other parts of Rapture, mm-hmm. which like I am down for. Yeah. And was, you know, something that we really liked about Bioshock 2, you know, even yeah. in spite of its quote expansion pack nature, right? Like that was a, like that was a positive for it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that the, um, the PC version making all of the, um, the DLC free for the multiplayer I couldn't get the multiplayer to – we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like there might be something very obvious I'm missing. I did not realize you could play the multiplayer now. Mm. And that could be, you know, a, a, a terrible you know, mistake on my part. Like I could have just literally been looking in the wrong place. That's not a strength of mine mm-hmm. to like, you know, figure out these kind of workarounds. But I just – it was either – maybe it was buried in a menu in a place I didn't look because I did look. And this is this was months ago, so I don't remember exactly what I did. But mm-hmm. I remember putting in like a good faith effort to like try to fire it up. Yeah. And not being able to. So I, I wonder if, uh, you know, not if this is true, but just if I fucked it up. So. I don't know. I don't remember seeing it in the menu. But yeah. And again, I wasn't really looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Nick. That is a good, uh, a good letter. Yeah. Um, I'll read the last two because they're super short. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just kind of random uh, letters through contact. Uh, Miles says, I just finished your Mega Man Legends episode and want to know if you'll ever cover Steambot Chronicles. It's one of my all-time favorite games. And I would love to hear other people's opinions about it. Thanks for making the show. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been on the short list for a very long time. Yes. Uh, I think, like, I've been kicking that around. That was, like, one of the last, like, PS2 games I, I bought, like, new PS2 games. Mm-hmm. And and I loved it at the time. I am I have a, a little bit of fear about revisiting it, but I am also real curious about it. Yeah. I've never played it, but Gary has always made a very compelling sale for it as like a, you know, as containing a lot of things that I like, like really a really quaint world and, you know, slice of life kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very much it's a cool game because it right on its sleeve, like it when it says, you know, the the, you know, voice in the beginning that announces the name of the game, it's like Steambot Chronicles, a relaxing nonlinear adventure. Uh-huh. Like it, it literally just calls it what it is like. <laughs> It is something that we would have to be real tactical about deploying because it couldn't be something we played on a deadline. Right. Like we would get annoyed at having to try to get all the content in time. But the, if we the, the chores would be chores, they would feel like a chore. Whereas if it's just kind of like a you know, you play it like a, a hangout game, like a, a GTA or something, mm-hmm. um, it really works. And there's just a lot of cute little details. Like every instrument has a different mini game <laughs> to it that kind of like emulates what playing the instrument is like. Yeah. And you can form a band and get gigs and. Uh-huh. You know, it has like a lot of like real cute little touches like that. Yeah. Like play the stock market, which you can then manipulate mm-hmm. uh, in your like the adventure kind of phase, like when you go out and and do stuff like it's very neat. Yeah. So, yeah, I included this just because this is a game we get questions about a lot. 
And mm-hmm. there are lots of games like this. You know, when we talk about shortlist, we, we, we definitely do have one. Um, but it's like stuff that we're not ready to schedule yet, but is like they're kind of nascently waiting for the right time. You know, like that's a big part of it. The other part of it, too. And this is not a complaint by any means, but I think that both of us um, possibly underestimated what opening up more Patreon picks mm-hmm. would do to our scheduling. Yeah. So that's been. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, unqualified success so far, even if mm-hmm. it has resulted in me playing some games I don't like, right. I've liked all of those episodes. Yeah. Um, and I have liked the challenge of having like a theme month picked out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I'm playing some games I would not have played otherwise. Yeah. Like, I like that about the show, but it also me, I don't think I was necessarily prepared for losing as much agency as we did over what we do. Right. So it's harder to fit these things in mm-hmm. than it would have been. Yeah. You know, especially considering like it's on top of three months that are already bespoke. Yeah. Throughout the year. So like it's on top of 25% of the month being, you know, <laughs> summer and Western RPG and horror month. Mm-hmm. And then four months out of the year that are theme months. Yeah. And then four months that have a poll in them as well. Like it just, it adds up. Yes. Um, which again, not complaining about like I'm into that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it means it hard, it's harder to just kind of slot in something that like has been on that short list. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so thank you, Miles. And thank then you. just real quick again, because it's super short. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's not weird. I was going to move on too. Thank Miles. Uh, yeah, thank you, Miles. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> um, this is a, a handle that has a bunch of, it feels like, and maybe has a bunch of uh, e- ECV dingo is what it looks like to me. Like yes. a, a handle that, that maybe it is actually a name that I cannot pronounce. No, but, no, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a handle. Okay. Uh, ECV dingo says via contact. I noticed you guys hadn't been featuring a lot of retro games lately, and I almost never seen an, see an NES feature. I was really hoping y'all would take a look at The Immortal for the NES. The game is solid on its own, and the dark atmosphere and high difficulty are greatly reminiscent of the Souls games. Add to that the fun puzzles and death traps, monsters, storyline, and even a very active sense of morbid humor. The game is one of my all-time favorites. It kicked my ass when I was 7, so I bought it off eBay when I was 18 and got my sweet revenge uh, that I had been needing for over a decade at that point. Anyway, peace. (laughs) And and peace be with you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. I just like the idea of spending ten like ten years like doing pull ops like hate immortal yeah. <laughs> hate immortal like, just uh, on your knuckles it's like hate and then just immortal like crammed yeah. text on your other hand have yeah. to get onto the second knuckle yeah yeah like <laughs> um yeah yeah uh, so we do have an episode about the immortal unfortunately it is on abject suffering however yes we do talk about the game quite a bit and I think that. I think that we we acknowledge those things that you that you raise as yes. as positives about it. Yeah, I I have had a serious uh, a similar experience to you. I never actually went back and beat it, but I did mm-hmm. go back and play it after playing it when I was young, and it left a huge impression on me when I was younger. Yeah, as well. So uh, I definitely get that. I think the Immortal is super cool. Mm-hmm. And in general, as far as like you know, doing fewer retro games or NES games, like you know, we we I feel like we still do like a, a bunch of retro games. Just we mm-hmm. haven't covered the NES quite as much. Yeah, NES and Nintendo like. Ultima Underworld, you know, like we're doing old stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do more NES games too, and we've got some of that coming up. Yes. Um, so uh yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. And uh and also wanna want more excuses to hit up that sweet, sweet NES. Mm, sweet, sweet NES meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh if you're curious about where to get that episode about the immortal, you're not gonna find it on the abstract suffering feed. That is a part of the new duck bundle. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, we did a new uh, Duck Bundle. If you recall from last year, the Duck Bundle is, uh, you know, we have two kind of big charity things we like to do per year. Duck Stream, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, which we do for the Transactive Gender Center in winter, mm-hmm. um, kind of late fall. But we also wanted to have something that gave to other charities and has longer legs. 
Um, so last year we did uh, Duck Bundle 1, which was one episode of all of our shows. It is uh, pay, pay what you want as long as what you want is over $10. Yeah. Uh, and that is split among three charities. Yes. Uh, so we did another one for 2018. Yeah. Um, this one's bigger. The, the the first one had about 10 hours. This one is pushing 15. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So we, yeah, we have more shows. So that, that ends up making sense. And there's a bunch of stuff that I think that you will want to hear uh, on there for fans of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we talked about the abject suffering and the immortal. Um, but if you want NES games, we also do a full waff on Fazanadu. Yeah, a very uh, neat game that uh, Dingo here compared the immortal to Souls. Uh, Fazanadu uh, has uh, some some Soul stuff in it too. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, related to that, we do uh, we did an adaptation to K about uh, Captain N, which had an episode mm-hmm. about Fazanadu. So that's yeah, kind of, yeah, like, we, kind of a little pair there. Just- as Anadu month, kind of on accident. Um, there is a, a long uh, monster on my podcast about the Ilithiad. Ilithiad? Ilithiad, the uh, the uh, Ilithid uh, Monster Spaniel mm-hmm. uh, book, similar to the Beholder yeah. uh, Fest one that we did. Um, there is a, uh, a special Teenage Dirtbags. There is a special uh, on Disney Futurecast. We have quarantined the X-Men anime <laughs> to, to the bundle. Uh because I don't want my Twitter mentions to be hell for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so the uh, so we put yeah. that in a thing where you have to you have to pay for it. Yeah, um, oh. yeah uh, we did a, sp- a special Radio Freeman World about 1922, the uh, the, mm-hmm. the the novella and movie, uh, Netflix original movie, uh, by, you know, by Stephen King. Very mm-hmm. very good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the episode I like it, but the but the source material is very good. Did a level of uh, a bonus level about Inside, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Inside. Yeah, and uh, uh, those damn Ross kids—a special topics episode about fast food or food in general, which yeah. is which is quite funny. So, and then probably like the the biggest thing, uh, you know, not necessarily for listeners of the show, uh, but maybe also mm-hmm. is um, a couple of bonfireside chats. Yep, two count them two. Yep, um, we did one uh, about bloodborne data mining with a perennial favorite guest Richard Pilby. Yeah, um, that I think is like a, actually like a really good primer on that stuff. Like that yeah. that. Those things are very overwhelming. It is. And I, I think that, you know, the, the hour and 15 minutes or so that we did on that is a really good, like, here's a lot of pertinent stuff. Yeah, like, it's not inclusive, you know, but it's a lot of the stuff. I learned quite uh, a bit. Yeah, I did, I did too. Yeah. And then uh, the thing that will age like milk uh-huh. is our uh, impressions, kind of hopes and fears for Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Sekiro. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, we know, you know, you want to hear that. Um, and uh, you got to give, baby. Yep. Um, you know, it, it is a, it is not a good world at this time. No. Uh, and let's, uh, let's do what we can. Yeah. Uh, the three charities that we're doing, um, we are doing, uh, uh, returning to the docket is the, uh, national domestic abuse hotline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are doing that. We are doing, uh, moms demand sensible action. Mo- moms, moms demand action on gun violence. There we are. Uh, I know it's, a, it's, I know it's, a it's for moms. <laughs> It's, it's, it's moms who do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a anti-gun, uh, violence cause, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, all the shootings and then, uh, finally life after hate. Yes. So, uh, which uh, is a, I believe it is a charity based out of the Midwest that helps people, uh, leave hate groups. Yeah. Like, so if, if it is something where you, uh, uh, you know, or not you, hopefully not you, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, the idea is that maybe, uh, you know, we under, like there are elements of being in a hate group that are very cult like, mm-hmm. Like it is difficult. They they want to alienate you as part of it. And this is a, a former a member of a hate group who's working to uh to get people out. Yeah. 
we went into it literally with the broad remit of women, guns, and Nazis. Like, what, you know, how, how we protect women yeah. and work on these these shootings and and uh, all these white supremacists. Yeah. So th- those were the ones we landed on. Um, I like the idea of you know doing this annually and being able to kind of adjust those two. Yeah. You know, I the reason why I bring that up is like I did some research on these to make sure that they weren't, you know problematic or secretly funneling money to something bad or anything like that mm-hmm. um that could come out we live in a world of perpetual milkshake ducking like yeah yeah maybe that happens um at this time they haven't and at the time we looked they haven't mm-hmm. um so forgive us if that happens like it's not intentional yeah you know we we, we have done due diligence in these the, these charities at you know based on what we have seen um address the causes that we uh are heart sick about i don't yes. think there's any other way to put it so yeah we might, you know, if we had done it today, it might have been about getting children out of child jail. Yeah. But like, you know, we, we, this has been in the hopper for a long time yes. and coordinating everyone to just fit in an extra episode of their schedule with the viewing and research and whatever mm-hmm. uh, involved in that playing um, is no small task. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, go to duckv.tv slash store to, uh, to take a look at that. Take a look at uh, mm-hmm. last year's bundle, bundle as well. There's a lot of fun stuff in that. I, mm-hmm. I just like the idea of continuing to build up um, mm-hmm. kind of a library of these. I do too. Um, you know, um, so yeah, so do that. Uh, also, you can, uh, you know, this was kind of a light response episode. So we're, we're, you know, going a little bit long here. We will continue to uh, by letting you know what you can, uh, announcing what you can write in about for next month and announcing the month after that. Yes. Um, um, so for July, you still have time to write in about The Sims 3 about mm-hmm. donkey kong 94 and pathologic yes and and real quick i want to give a quick preview uh slash heads up to you about sims 3 uh-huh uh is that i was doing research on it last night because it, it is clear that like it is such a big game that i'm not going to be able to do every experience right you know like uh my my, my weird you know uh who's somebody on twitter dubbed uh jorts amelie <laughs> the uh the girl that, that i'm trying to pursue the romance path to, uh-huh. to try to do all that stuff in this uh won't marry me Oh, um, and the thing. So I'm just kind of uh, I, I think it's just not her style, man. Like she's a fucking party girl. Yeah. And, and we will talk about this party girl. But the um, you can't tame wild horses, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we will uh, we'll talk about all that. But uh, I've been doing research to try to shore that up. So yeah, game fact. The biggest game fact on this, like, Cole, this is an abject suffering thing, but I need you to spend some time on it. OK. Uh, and I exerted a couple of uh, things from the section where he's talking about traits. Uh, and put that put that on Twitter, but I want to read them now. Not okay, to, not to you know advertise about. So, uh, this just want to tell you the, the the kind of things this guy does. So, under the uh, good sense of humor trait, he says, uh, "These Sims are like those that like to make others laugh. The David Letterman's and Jay Leno's of the Sim Society." Parentheses. I do not want complaints about either how either one of them is crap. Call them and tell them they're crap. I quite frankly don't care. <laughs> and, and parentheses. Anyway. These are the joke makers, and as such, they normally have a pretty fun time with their friends. Uh, the second one I, I cut out is about um, the the flirty uh, trait, and he rates them all. He gives them a, a rating out of five on how useful they are. Okay. Here's the usefulness on uh, flirty, and, and this I I was lolling around in bed about this. Um, I have nothing against chick flicks if they're done right, but this is like living in one. These guys and gals live as if it was in a romance novel. So they love the love and hate the hate. Basically, if you're going to have one of these guys, just think of the money. Money can buy love in most cases, or can it? Uh, so, 
<laughs> this guy is such an amazing specimen, dude. <laughs> I am so into him. Oh. And they're all like this. And it's he's like a super meme guy, and it was written in 2009, so oh. there's already been uh, two references to Badger Badger Mushroom. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's extremely cool. <laughs> like, I'm really into it. <laughs> so i can't i can't find this where where, where is uh... it's the uh sims sims 3 uh fact hey game facts let me i'll, I'll just pull it up and like yeah. yes i'm kind of putting this guy on blast if you pulled up work i did 10 years ago it probably wouldn't be great either right it's a war freak okay okay no i went straight uh, to the traits guide which is more straightforward no no yeah this this is his this is the really exhaustive one yeah uh, most of i was trying to find like again just those life states i'm not necessarily going to get in my natural playthrough mm-hmm um, but yeah, he, he just does some, some real good work. Yeah. A lot of editorializing. Tons of it. You know, it's, he's a real, he's a real, he's a real Jay Leno or Dave Letterman type. Yeah. And write them if you think they're crap. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> Snob. <laughs> well, this is different from a slob. You aren't. Yeah. Very slob. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's really good. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's very funny. And it, it's, it's like 640 K. Oh so it, it's, it's a, it's a novel length, uh, <laughs> dissertation on this so let me see here um wow it is taking forever to load the print preview yeah i, I want to get it's, it's 182 huge. pages yeah this guy yeah. wrote a strat yeah it, it's definitely a strat it's very inclusive so <laughs> um yeah so just uh just a preview of the kind of stuff that's going to show up in that episode that I, th I think that episode will be some people's favorite episode and some people's like by far least <laughs> favorite what the so. fuck are you guys doing yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, looking forward to that yeah um but we can announce august now too yeah so. Um, so August is a big month. Um, it is summer JRPG month. Yeah. And uh, we're doing something that is quite a change of pace. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people are going to be very excited about this. Some people are going to say, wait a minute, that's not a turn-based JRPG. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Yep. I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still on temporary se separation mm -hmm. from turn-based JRPGs after uh, the After Years and Child of Light. Yes. But I think that people will be happy because this is one of the most requested games uh, that we've we've had, I think. Yeah. Um, and that is near. Yes, we are doing three parts on Nier. Yep. So we can kind of demarcate the endings and really go into what makes the different playthroughs different. Yes. Um, there. So, and that's going to be slow paced. Um, part of the reason for doing that over so many episodes was um, this was something that way back in the day when we were trying to figure out how to keep Bonfire Side Chat going, mm -hmm. um, Nier was a popular suggestion. And, uh, you know, I've never played it, but people were like, you know, this would, would support. Yeah. Um, you know, a really zoomed out approach. So mm -hmm. we want to give it that kind of like halfway between WAF, halfway between Bonfire Side Chat, zoomed out approach. Yes. Um, so expect yeah. it to be uh, detailed. Yes. <laughs> um, I've I've only ever gotten like halfway through in here. I quite enjoy <laughs> it. But again, it is one of those games that I knew we would cover eventually. So I had to put it on ice. I am happy <laughs> to be taking it out of that cooler and cracking it open and also having an excuse to go right into near Automata. So. Yes. Yeah. Which is something I've been putting off playing until I played the first one, no matter how many times people tell me <laughs> you don't have to play the first one. It still feels like I do. So yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And that doesn't, this does not preclude or, uh, ensure that mm -hmm. the second one will end up on the show. Right. Uh, it just, you know, I probably will. Um, I guess also too, this is a good time since it's a short episode, uh, to bring up, um, somebody asked me on curious cat, like, Hey, when's that blood and wine episode coming? Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I'll be totally honest, just because, you know, uh, I th again, like as I mentioned earlier, how I, I think we kind of underestimated uh, how much opening up the Patreon to guest request can change that. Um, I still think we can do that in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so probably November. Yeah. 
you know, but like, uh, yeah, we still, still planning to do it. It's still on the docket. Don't, we haven't forgotten. I mean, we did forget about it, but now it's back, baby. Right. Right. No. Um, after near, uh, we are doing our poll. Yes. Uh, this is, we, we have one episode, four episodes is too many for near. Um, mm-hmm. so we're doing a poll. Um, and this has, it's kind of a sister poll to the one that we did, uh, a little bit earlier, actually. So as opposed to uh, remakes and remasters, we are doing remade and remastered games that have had popular remakes and remasters. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, playing the originals or, I mean, honestly, the the version of the original that is easiest to get a hold of. Yes. Um, you know, uh, but we have four entries here that we want you to, uh, to vote on. Uh, mm-hmm. Those being uh, the original God of War from 2005. Mm-hmm. Prince of Persia. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the, not the, not the Sands of Time, not anything like that. This is the old, uh, Meckler, like the, uh, the, the guy who did the mocap. Yeah. Uh, George, the, Jordan uh, Mechner. Yes. Yeah. Mechner. The, uh, the cinematic, the original cinematic platformer yeah. uh, is what that genre is officially called, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninja Gaiden 2 for the NES. Yep. Uh, we're choosing two instead of one just because it's the better one in the series. Yeah. And they are pretty similar, even though, I mean, there are differences, but they're fairly similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll address uh, what is different about two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, you know, I'm probably going to play through one just for context and we'll mm-hmm. probably talk about it a little bit, but we're not going to give it full coverage. Right. Um, and the fourth one is River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again on the NES. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the, that's the poll for August. Uh, the way that you vote in polls is by being a patron at any level. If you go to patreon.com slash duck um, you can choose what amount of money you feel, uh, you can afford and also feels right mm-hmm. to you. And, uh, any amount of money allows you to vote in polls and the more you give, the more stuff, uh, you're able to get as well. Yeah. Um, and I always like when people comment on those polls and make a case for why they voted the way they did. I always like when people lobby for their choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like the, it, like when these things are up, it is a fun event to watch. Yes. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And all of these are things I'm interested in playing. So, yeah. uh, whoever wins, we win. Like the opposite <laughs> yeah, of AGP. Gary, Gary, we've yeah. said that before. I know. I just, it's, it's, it's still, it's still true. It's, it's a, everything to copy classic. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, head on over. We'd really appreciate if you head on over to Patreon, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we work really hard on the shows. Um, you know, see see what if you're able to support us, we really do appreciate it. Yes. We, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, the stuff you can do. Um, uh, we didn't say if you're writing in about any of that stuff. Deadline is the fifteenth of each month. Go to uh, go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and use that form. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like ratings, reviews, telling your friends about it, um, all of those things, talking about us on message boards. Um, those are all very useful. Yep. So. And I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, so yeah, so uh, until uh, next time, have a great week and we will see you uh, then with The Sims 3. Mm-hmm.
Um, huh? I've been practicing guitar by playing Rocksmith, and I went, mm-hmm. Oh, he, he like, sung too, did Yeah, oh. I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, accidental song too. <laughs> if they ever really song three, we're all fucked. It's uh, there's like the three songs of the, the apocalypse, and once they yeah. song one is coffee and TV, mm. and then song two is song two, mm-hmm. and if song three ever comes out, yeah, it's a little bit like if, ever figured out. It's a little bit like if if that sequel to the Cha Cha Slide ever gets released, mm-hmm. no wedding will ever be the same. I think marriage yeah. will be outlawed. Yeah. <laughs>